and good evening to all. Thank you so much for joining me this evening for our eight days of refreshing. My name is Charlotte Smalls. I'm one of the ministers at Tabernacle of Praise Church International. We are located at 229 Wood Street in York, South Carolina. Our pastor is Bishop Alfred Jackson. If any time you want to visit us, please do. We welcome you to come with us. This is a part of what our pastor has coined our eight days of refreshing. So this is our time of revival for the kingdom citizens of uh, the body of Christ. So we pray that um, as you're listening to us over these next couple of days, uh, that you are blessed and that you will find the, the word of God um, and let it take root deep in your heart. So tonight is my night to uh, give you a sermon. It's a little different for us because um, we're not actually in the church building. I'm here um, at home, and um, so not having an audience. It's going to be a little awkward, but I thank God for He's for him, what he's going to do because he's going to help me through it. Amen. So if you would, bow your heads and, and pray with me. Father God, we thank you for uh, your presence here on this evening. We don't rush you, God. I thank you for calming every anxious thought in my mind. And Father, we say, I say, God, have your way in my heart tonight as I come forth with this message for the people. Father, I thank you that your word is alive and active and is powerful. It has strength to it. So I thank you that your word will reach the hearts of the people. And in return, the people will want to change more for you. Be glorified. In Jesus' name we pray and give you thanks. Amen. Amen and amen. Amen. We give honor to God tonight, of course, and um, to all of you as well. And we thank God for our leader, Bishop Jackson. I'm going to sit down for a moment because I want to read the opening scripture for you, okay? And if anyone who knows me, I use a voice synthesizer to read everything that is on my computer. So if you'll bear with me, I'm going to put on, these headset, on this headset for a moment, and I'm going to read to you the opening scripture that I'm going to come from on this evening, okay? So the scripture reference that I'm coming from today is located in Joshua chapter 24, and we're going to go straight to verses 14 and 15, okay? Joshua chapter 24, verses 14 and 15. So the word of the Lord says this, now fear the Lord and serve him with all faithfulness. Throw away the gods your ancestors worshipped beyond the Euphrates River and in Egypt and serve the Lord. But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve, whether the gods your ancestors served beyond the Euphrates, or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are living. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. So in this scripture, this is Joshua talking. What happens is this, in the beginning of the scripture, in uh, Joshua chapter four, 24, at the beginning of the chapter, 
Joshua is approaching the end of his life. Okay? And so what he does is this. He calls together all of the tribes, the elders, the leaders, the officials. He calls everyone together and he talks to them. He tells them that the Lord is, um, he reminds them rather of all of the things the Lord has brought them through. Starting from Egypt, all of the conquests that happened as they conquered the land in Canaan, even prior to Canaan as they were on their way to the promised land. He reminds them how God fed them in the wilderness, how God just took care of them. And so now he wants to have a conversation with everyone because like I said, he's, a, he's approaching the end of his life. So he says this, he says, you have a choice to make. I've given you the testimony. I've, I've rehearsed in your ear the things that the Lord has done for you. But now it's time for you to make a decision. He says that you can serve the gods of your ancestors or you can serve the gods in this current land that you're living in. But then he does not force them to make a decision in his favor. He says, you pretty much, I'm paraphrasing here. He says, listen, I'm going to stand up here because I'm not going to be before you long. He says, listen, you guys pretty much can do what you want to do. You can worship and serve whatever gods you want to serve. I've put in your ears, I've rehearsed in your ears who God is, how he has shown himself strong uh, to you over the generations. So now it is time for you to make a choice. You can ch serve these gods, but as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. I love it. I love it. He stands flat-footed on his decision that no matter what, not only him, but his house, that they're making the decision to choose the Lord. Tonight, friends, my message is very simple. It's about making choices. We are in the last quarter of the year. And this is usually the time where people begin to run out of gas or they begin to feel a little discouraged, um, even sometimes despondent or hopeless, especially with everything that's going on in our country right now. It's amazing. And many times, a lot of us are doing what we need to do just to get by, just to get through another day. And sometimes as we're making decisions on how to make it through the day, and this is true, okay? Sometimes we forget to include the Lord. So we're choosing every day something. I got to do this. I have to make a choice to do this. And then our lives, our spiritual lives, take a huge hit because it's not on the top of the pole. And I want to encourage you today. The Lord wants you to make a choice. He doesn't want you in despair or feeling hopeless. Or he doesn't want you discouraged. He doesn't want you depressed. He wants you to understand that he loves you with an everlasting love. He does love you. You may not feel it right now. Your life may be turned upside down, but it does not negate the love that God has for you. 
God wants you to be able to experience victory on every hand. But the ball is in your court. Now you can stay where you are or you can make this day a day of choice. What decision are you going to make? You know, you know, I know sometimes we, we do need people's encouragement. We do need people, you know, fellowship is important. But now we're not in a place where we can fellowship all of the time. We've been pulled out of that position. And when we're pulled away from the fire, when a coal is pulled away from the fire, sometimes the coal or, the, or that light goes out. But God does not want your light to go out. You're going to have to do whatever it takes to maintain your fire with God. You understand what I'm saying? It's, it's in your court. God has done everything necessary to put you in position to experience his joy. Not happiness, but joy. God wants you to be victorious in every area of your life. But the ball is in your court. So we're going to have to come to a conclusion, or better yet, a decision right now as to what is most essential for us. It's all about the choices you make, all about the choices you decide to make. What choices will you make or have you made to make the relationship with God, with Father God, better than it has been? See, you, you can have, you cannot have real joy or experience real victory outside of relationship with the Lord. You understand what I'm saying? You have to know him. You have to want to know him. See, God created us or designed us to be people of, we're free moral agents. That means that we have the ability to make a choice. God did not force Adam and Eve to eat of the fruit. God did not force Eve to have a conversation with, uh, with the serpent. He did not force her to pull from the fruit, pull from the tree that contained the fruit. Adam was not forced to eat of the fruit. They all had a choice. She had a choice. He had a choice. And the thing about it is this, that God always preps us on what will happen when we make the wrong choice. They knew that if they ate of the tree, that there were, there were going to be consequences. So I'm saying to you, brothers and sisters today, or friends, those who may not even be in the body of Christ yet, you have the ability to make a choice. It is nobody's choice but yours to make, okay? If you need more of the Lord, what are you going to do about it? You know? If you need more relationship with God, what are you going to do about it? If you're feeling discouraged, what are you going to do about it? Have you been reading your word? Have you been studying? Have you been carving out space and time to spend with the Lord? Because if you're not doing the things that's going to encourage and nurture relationship with God, there is no relationship. You understand what I'm saying? The ball is in your court. What do you want? 
And it, and it comes down to this. You have to, you have to think about what is it? Do I really want God? Does he really mean that much to me that I'll make sure that he's first and foremost? That's a question we have to ask ourselves. You see, every choice that we make is tied to a consequence. Check out David. Remember when he made the choice to go after a married man's wife? And because of his decision, because he was unable to restrain himself, his choice brought on a consequence that, uh, that, that determined his house for generations. The prophet Nathan came to him and said, because you have made this choice, the sword would never leave your house. David had many wives. David did not have to take Uriah's wife. He did not have to kill Uriah. One choice led into another bad choice. So all of our choices are tied to a consequence, whether it's good or bad, okay? So your choice today is tied into a consequence, okay? So you got to realize that, okay? What about, what about the rich young ruler? And I love this scripture in Mark chapter 10. He says, he comes to Jesus and he falls to his face and he says, good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus says, there's no one good but the father. Why do you call me good? And then Jesus goes on and says to him, you know the rules. You know what you're supposed to do. Don't commit adultery. Don't commit murder. You know the rules, young man. He says, I have kept all of these rules from my childhood. What else is there to do? I'm good. Then Jesus goes a, a little further and tests his heart to see where his heart is. And I love it. Jesus says, the Bible says that Jesus looked and loved him. He says, I want you to go take everything that you have, go and sell it, and give it to the poor. See, Jesus took the, the choice or the decision that this man needed to make a little further. It went to the matter of the heart. You understand what I'm saying? So us making a choice for Jesus Christ is a matter of the heart. How much are you willing to give up? and sacrifice to maintain, restore, or engage in relationship with the Lord. The ball is in your court. I'm going to give you a few things. My time is almost up here. Because the Lord wants intimacy with you. And if the truth be told, you don't like where you are. You don't like the feeling of feeling far away from the Lord. You don't like that. You don't ever like that. You find yourself trying to put faith and hope and everything else, but you don't turn to the Lord first anymore. You feel like he's not listening. He is listening. You feel like he's a, he's a part of your imagination. He is real. He's not a myth. He's not a fairy tale. But the ball, my friends, is in your court as to how much of this relationship you really want. So, there's a scripture, I believe it's in uh, Psalms 139, verse 23. And I love the way the True Passion Version says. It says, I invite you, O God, to gaze into my heart and test my thoughts. Test my actions. Test what I'm thinking. Test every anxious thought I, I have. Put it up against your word. 
Show me what I'm really made of. Show me how much I really want. Examine me. So my first thing to you tonight, brothers and sisters, is make a decision if you really do want the Lord, like Joshua did with the people. You know, you can serve the gods of your ancestors. You can serve the God of money. You can serve the God of whatever has taken your attention the most now. Whatever is first on your list before God, you can make, keep making that decision. But it's up to you. The ball is in your court. So you have to make the choice if God is that much, is important enough to you to sacrifice everything else. Number one. Okay? Number two, you need to ask the Lord for help because no true relationship with the Lord is minus or subtracts his help. The Holy Ghost has been given us but he's our, because he's our helper. He's our keeper. He's our comforter. He's our teacher. He's there to help us through every hard time to keep us connected to the Father. Okay? Ask him to help you. When you feel like you're falling off the cart, ask Holy Ghost, I'm falling today. Because you know what the Bible says? It says that a just man shall fall seven times, but again he rises. Amen. I'm not giving you a license to live out there all kind of way. But what I'm saying to you is this. If you fall one day, God has enough grace to give you to get up. Okay. But you can't do it without him. Okay. All right. Number three, you have to make the sacrifice. There has to be an exchange. Okay. You have to make the sacrifice. We have to make the sacrifice and say, God, you are more important to me than everything else that I've pulled before before you. Because everything else that we place before the Lord, they are foreign gods. Small g. So you're going to have to put those foreign gods on the altar and say, God, you are the true and living God for me. So I come at the foot of the cross and I make this sacrifice. I make this exchange. Less of me and more of you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Make the exchange. Next, I want to encourage you to do this. I want you just to trust the process. Sometimes when you make the decision for the Lord, he pulls you in a place and in a space where he can talk and minister to you. Trust that process. Trust it. Don't buck against it. Don't resist it. The process works. I promise you. And, number, and the next one, the last one, like Nike says, just do it. Just do it. Just do it. You're thinking too much. You're allowing your, the thoughts be, to become overcomplicated. You're thinking too much about it. The bottom line is that you need God and he wants you. Just do it. So today, what are you going to choose? Are you going to choose right over wrong? The ball is in your court. You're going, to you're going to choose to be encouraged or discouraged. The ball is in your court. You're going to choose joy or defeat or despair. The ball is in your court. God has done everything to put you in right position. Make the choice today to want the Lord more, to love him more. Times of refreshing come when we repent and turn our hearts back to God. So I'm going to pray tonight for those who um, need a refreshing. Repent. Tell God you place other things before him. Okay? 
So let me pray for you tonight and also I'm going to pray for anyone who has not received Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior yet. Okay, let's do that one first. If you have not received Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, we invite you to experience the best relationship you will ever have. Put a note in the comment section. Raise your hand if you need Jesus Christ or you can email us or go to our website. The information will be out here. But let me pray for you, okay? Pray after me. Say this behind me, rather. Jesus Christ, I am Father God. I am a sinner. I know I cannot save myself. I believe that Jesus Christ is your son. So I confess with my mouth and believe in my heart that Jesus Christ is the son of God and that you raised him from the dead. And now he's in heaven sitting at your right hand, forever praying for me. Jesus, I receive you in my heart today. Help me to know you better. Holy Spirit, teach me and teach me. Lead me and guide me. I yield my life to you today. I give my life to you today. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer, you are saved. Give us a call. Email us. Go to our website. Let us help you on your journey. Now I'm going to say a prayer for those who are struggling with making a choice. Okay? Father, I pray right now for everyone who's listening under the sound of my voice. Those who are struggling and making a choice to live all the way for you. Now, Father, I pray right now that you will help them by your spirit. Lord God, let them know that you are near that you are the God that draw close, you draw close to those who draw close to you. I thank you, Lord God, for helping each one of my brothers and sisters who have fallen away, that need restoration, Lord God, that need to know that you are near. I thank you, Holy Spirit, for being a comforter. I thank you for leading them into truth and understanding. Ignite their hearts again. Make, them, make their hearts um, burn with a desire to want you more, to love you more. Let their hearts crave intimacy with you more. In Jesus' name I pray and give you thanks. Amen. 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 Thank you for joining us once again. I'm Charlotte Smalls, one of the ministers at Tabernacle of Praise Church International, where Bishop Alfred Jackson is our pastor. Continue to join us every night for our eight days of refreshing. And we just want you to know the Lord better. God bless you tonight and take care. The words for each minister has been very rich in hearing the Lord and sharing the word of the Lord. And we thank God for what he's doing. Amen. God's word does not return to him void. Does not return to him empty. It accomplishes all that he desires, yeah. and he prospers his word in the things that he sent his word to. Yes, sir. So the word that you've heard going forth in this time of, of refreshing is going to accomplish what God desires. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Again, if you've made a commitment to Jesus Christ, write to us and let us know. As Elder Brown said in her message, 
You don't have to go through any hoops. If you're in your living room, if you're riding your car, you listen, you listen to, to one of these messages and you're in the park or you're at Walmart and you stop and gave your life to Jesus, you got saved right there. Hallelujah. Now it's time to grow in the kingdom. Yes. So you need to be connected to a Bible-believing church. You need some people that will walk with you, yeah. that will help you grow in your relationship yeah. with the Lord. Remember, it is not so much about the church as it is about the kingdom, yes, the rule of God in your heart. So you need to understand the kingdom. You need to grow in the kingdom. You need to allow Jesus to rule in every aspect of your life. And then you will see the joy of the Lord becoming the strength. Then you will see the peace of God that surpasses understanding, keeping your heart and your mind through Christ Jesus. So write to us and let us know so we can we can help you on our on the screen. You should see the directions to our website, or if you're already on our website, you'll see the directions that you can write to us and let us know the commitment or the decision that you made to follow Christ. I'm going to rededicate your life to Christ so we can pray with you we can help you in the process. Thank you so much. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this time of refreshing. Thank you, God, for you've refreshed our souls this day. God, we thank you for every preacher of the gospel that stood and proclaimed your word. We thank you for your word that has touched every heart, every life that's listened to either any one of these messages. We thank you. We commit our way to you that you might bring it to us. Bless us. Keep us. Order our steps daily in your word that you'll be glorified in us and that you will use us wherever we go to proclaim the gospel of your kingdom. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Thank you, Thank you Father. Amen. Amen.